Welcome back to Looking Above. We are so glad that you are joining us on whatever day you are joining us. We really appreciate you. And, you know, our heart is just for discipleship. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that this morning as I was praying that that is truly my passion is just to see people coming alive to living in Christ and to being formed by Christ and to just having their lives transformed. And that's why we do this is, you know, that's the journey that we are on. And we're so glad that you are on this journey with us and that you are seeking God. And first of all, I don't believe that it is an accident that you are watching this podcast. I believe that God has called you to this place, the same as he has called us to this conversation. Uh, That's just the way God works. He works in grace going before us and calling us. And so he's called you to be here. And because of that, I believe that he is going to meet us here, Mm -hmm. that he will be present and that he will speak to each of our hearts. And so I just encourage you to keep pressing into him and listening to his voice and seeking him out. And that's what this semester is really about is seeking God through prayer. And I hope that as we all go through this, that we're just going to have so many fresh encounters with God, yes, new experiences with him and just a new awareness of who he is. So as we as we kick off today, we've you know decided that we would start each of our podcasts this semester with prayer. And so I just invite you to as we pray, you know, as as I speak these words, you can pray in your spirit as well. And so just um open yourself up. Whatever you're doing right now, on your drive, doing your dishes, making dinner, whatever you're doing right now, just ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart that you might hear from him in these moments. So just pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your prevenient grace, the grace that goes before us, the grace that has called us here, each one to be in your presence and to meet with you and to hear from you and to learn about you. We pray that in these next few moments that the conversation that Brooklyn and I have, God would be guided by you, that nothing we say in this time um, would be foolishness, but that it would all be truth and wisdom and just ordained by you that you would speak through us and that you would speak to our hearts and to the hearts of everyone watching or listening, Lord, that we might learn of you, that we might be encouraged by you, that we might know you more and God, that we might be called into this practice of the prayer of examine, God, that you would search our hearts that you would know our thoughts, that you would point out the ways in us that offend you. God, that you would make us more aware of your presence in our daily lives. God, help us at the end of this time to just come away so encouraged to spend more time with you. God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. You are so good and we love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So you kind of said it in your prayer, but we're going to be talking about the prayer of examine, Mm -hmm. not examine. Like (laughs) men. (laughs) Yeah. So we're reading a book by Richard Foster Mm -hmm. called Prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And the chapter that we read to prepare for this 
it's examen, E-X-A-M-E-N. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that a fake word? <laughs> Where did that come <laughs> from? That word that we yeah. use in English. Right. right. And so it was really interesting to mm-hmm. me. Um, but you said you Googled yeah. kind of like what right. the... Right. Um, where it came from. Right. So it is a Latin Latin. phrase. And so we would probably most relate to it in the word examination, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So, or examine, M-I-N-E, that we would use in the English is examine, M-I-N-E. It's very, very similar. Okay. Has the same feeling, the same underlying, I would say, root word, right? Yeah, right. Um, Which I got that from it, but. Yeah. So examine is Latin and it really has something to do with scales and weights and balances. But examine has to do with um, getting an accurate assessment. So, you know, those old weights that they had, they are so accurate, you know, like the way that you slide the things across. Yeah. um, It's just a very accurate way to weigh something um, if it's well balanced and Mm -hmm. well maintained. So it's the same thing. It's, It's asking God in this instance to give us an accurate assessment of our day of, um, his presence in our day and of our actions, thoughts, all of that. So it's, it's a kind of reflective prayer that we would pray either at the end of the day, um, asking God to help us examine the day we've gone through, or sometimes I, I'll often do it the next morning, looking back on the day before. So it's, it's a kind of reflective prayer, asking God to come and examine us. And there are several steps or parts to this that will we'll talk through as we go here today, but it really has to do with examination, just having the Lord examine us. Mm -hmm. I read in the book, it said um, that prayer, the prayer of examine is becoming so rare Mm -hmm. in the, even in the church, Mm -hmm. there's people that go to church for years and years without doing Mm -hmm. this type of prayer. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't think it's often taught. So it, it comes more in, um, other sects, I would say, of like the Jesuits were really big on this. Um, it's not something that modern evangelical Protestants have really taken upon ourselves. Um, it's more, you know, in line with Catholicism, probably. Okay. Um, so it's just something that we've kind of strayed from, haven't put as much emphasis on, although there are some um, who who still do this and practice this. And I think that there are more who are getting back to this. It's more of an ancient practice that we've kind of strayed from. Probably because, you know, in modern day society, we don't like people all up in our business, you know, let alone God coming in and digging around in our mental space and pointing out things that are offensive to him. Mm -hmm. Like that just sounds uncomfortable to us. And we prefer to sweep things under the rug. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We like to look at the grace and we like to look at the positive. And so this is saying like, okay, God, come on in and tell me how I offended you today or tell me, you know, point out where I was sinning, point out where I um, was not following you the way that I should or loving things other than you. Like to to do all of that just kind of feels yucky Mm -hmm. to us. And I hope that by the end of this time here that all of us will feel a little less yucky about that because it really isn't. But um, I think it just is so countercultural anymore. We just don't like that it's the same reason people um 
who desperately need counseling don't go to counseling. Mm-hmm. We don't even it's like to look fear. ourselves. It's fear. We mm-hmm. don't want things to be exposed. Yeah. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about it, but that's exactly where the enemy would like to keep things is Absolutely. hidden. So the, this prayer is bringing things into the light again. Mm-hmm. So very practically, mm-hmm. and what is like, what do we do for this? Mm-hmm. So um, St. Ignatius um, was really, he was a Jesuit priest. So he has really done a lot of teaching on this and kind of laid out like a five step. This is how you can do this in your everyday life. And it's so simple. And um, I did did some reading about it and it was like, you know, you can do this in 10, 15 minutes at the end of your day. And I was like, that's, a, it's actually really cool. Like, cause it's just so simple and the steps. So let's just go through yeah, this, right? Yeah. Um, the first step to this is giving thanks. So it's again, at the end of the day, just taking a moment and thanking God for the gift and blessing of the day. And I think a lot of us already do this, you know, like, thank you God for this day. I do it with Daniel every night. Thank mm-hmm. you God for a day. Like it's one of the things that we pray at the end of every day. So it's simple. That doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't take a ton of time, but it's stopping and recognizing that God gave us this day. This was a gift. And there was blessing in it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You know, um, we've talked before about gratitude. It's really healthy for us and helps us to live more humbly when we recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Yeah. So it just starts with gratitude. And then the second step is to ask for light. So it's asking God to enlighten you and show us where he has been at work in the day. This is, again, this is a very simple part of this prayer. It's just saying, okay, God, as you and I now are going to look back through my day, would you please shed your light on this day? Um, And I was thinking this morning as I was praying this, I was thinking of the song by Carrie Job, Holy Spirit, like Holy Spirit, come, um, um, the words say in one of it, one of the parts of it says, let us be more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. You know, like Holy Spirit, just you're welcome here. Flood this mm-hmm. space, you know? And so it, that's what we're kind of asking. Like, let me, as we go through this, be more aware of your presence. And again, simple part of this prayer doesn't take but a few moments to just say, God, open my eyes, Mm -hmm. illuminate me. And this is a really good way for us to come into any time that we're praying, any time that we're reading our Bible. Start by asking the Holy Spirit to come and open our eyes. Yeah, make me aware of you. Right, right. Um, Just a simple request, but it changes everything. does. When we recognize that in this time, in this place, it's not just me, (laughs) you know, that there is another one that is a part of this conversation and that is a part of illuminating, right? This is what the Holy Spirit's job is. Like he is the one that illuminates and lights our path and brings things into the light. Mm -hmm. And so just being aware of that. And then the third step, and this is where we're going to kind of sit for a while, um, is when we actually examine the day. So we, with the Holy Spirit's help, think back through our day and we are just thinking back through moments and noticing 
uh, Ignatius says, what has led to consolation and what has led to desolation. So consolation, let's start with that, would be when something is deeply and genuinely good, it's awareness of God's presence. So the first thing we're looking for is, God, where did you show up today? Mm -hmm. Where were you present? Where were you showing me your grace? Where were you acting on my behalf that maybe I was not even aware of? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, like you said earlier, when we start praying like this, we start becoming more aware. Even in the moment. So when we're praying and saying, where did you show up for me today? Mm -hmm. And when we say show up, God Mm -hmm. is always present and the Holy Spirit is always with us, but we're not always aware of it. And so this prayer practice is also teaching us how to be aware throughout the day, even not just at the end of the day when you're looking back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, though, this is saying like, Mm -hmm. just take that moment, think back through your day, think of all the things that happened, all the people you encountered, and just ask God to make you aware of where did he show up? What were the things that were good for you? Where were you blessed throughout the day? Where did he, you know, do something on your behalf and you didn't even recognize that he was moving in that moment, just asking him to make you more aware of that. So it's, um, he used the term examine of consciousness. So God just helping us to be more aware of our surroundings. Mm -hmm. You recently had a really crazy kind of moment like this where uh, God made you very aware in the moment. Yeah. But I also think I've been reflecting on this or examining it. Um, I was not being aware of him throughout the day. Mm. Um, I used to be, I get, I go, I ebb and flow, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm really, really good at seeing like, Oh, thank you, God in the moment. Like that was so cool. God, thank you so much. But at this point I was not. And, um, I was kind of just like, okay, do this next, this next, 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 focusing on my to-do list and all the things. Well, this day, um, we had gotten home late from a birthday party and I was putting my seven month old to bed and we have a very like routine bedtime. And so we do the same things every night and we also go to bed at the same time every night. This night was later. So normally I would rush through it like, oh, I'm missing. I'm missing the mark. I'm already behind. Yeah. (laughs) And I would rush through it. Um, but part of our bedtime routine is I like hold Porter for a second and then I put him down in his bed. Well, this night I did, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to hold him longer. So I was like, okay, (laughs) we're late, but fine. Um, and so I did, I snuggled him for a second. I put my neck or my head on his neck and he giggled when he giggled. I saw there was something in the roof of his mouth. So I did it again and he giggled again and I saw he had this, cardboard tag suction cup to the roof of his mouth Mm -hmm. that I would have never checked or noticed um and so then I just I got it out and I I threw it away I have no idea when he got that I watch him all day I don't know when he Mm -hmm. snuck away but I was reflecting then I held him longer and just rocked him I was reflecting and I felt God he was like I just felt in my spirit him say like I told you to do that and you were obedient Mm -hmm. but that was me and I was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it was you like thank you so much and then I really did I prayed I was like I need to be more aware of you Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a reminder that he's in the routine and those Mm -hmm. even just simple bedtime moments right and I forget that right um but it was so cool yeah um that he did that yeah but if I didn't examine that if I hadn't taken the time after just 
I don't know. You could easily rush by those little just think moments. Coincidence. Yeah. Oh, look, I found the tag and not. Even oh, I'm so lucky. That yeah. That was, that was God's grace mm-hmm. allowing you to take that moment and snuggle him and see that tag and get it out of his mouth. I mean, the other bit you didn't. You I know what like he would have went his, to bed. Yeah. In his airway overnight. But so the thing is, he didn't say he wasn't like, go look in his mouth. He asked me to be obedient and hug my child. And Mm -hmm. so it's not always direct, but when we're obedient, we walk with him. Um, Yeah. Good comes from it. Right. Right. But he wants us to notice that he has shown too. Like, and I think that that's grace and that's him trying to show his love for us. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I was telling you last night as I was teaching it in the room, there was one lady in the room who just was amening and nodding and, as I reflected back on yesterday, it was just, you know, that was God. That was God's grace in that moment, giving me the like, keep going, keep going. Like you're, you're, you're on point, you know, like you're doing the right thing here and what you're preaching is right. And I'm giving you this Mm -hmm. little bit of encouragement to keep going, Karen. And so it was just, you know, as I reflected back, it was like, okay, that was God's Grace, that was God showing up in my day yesterday and giving me this encouragement um, when I was preaching something that felt tough or, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, difficult and a lot, very, last night felt very educational and I felt like I had to go so fast to get so much in. It was like, I don't even know if this is going to connect with people. (laughs) But then God was present and you noticed it. Right, right. But you, if you weren't aware you could have been feeling negatively or, you know, and so yeah. it is important. Yeah. So that's the, this consolation part is just looking back on your day and, you know, and saying, here's where God showed up. Here's where he helped me. Here's where his grace was evident. He, these are the good things, recognizing his good gifts. And we have so many of them in the day. And so here we're just taking that time to specifically think through our days and look for God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really powerful. So there's another Mm -hmm. side of that too. Do you want to go into that? So the desolation side, and this is where it becomes a little scarier, a little bit harder for most of us. And this is, I think like when you ask, why don't we do this? This is why we don't do it is because of this desolation part. So it's when something is not good for us, when we're wrapped up in ourselves, when we're careless with God's gifts and grace, when we substitute other things instead of God. So this is for when we ask God to examine our day and look back through and say, where did I miss it, God? Mm-hmm. Where was I not following you? Where was I substituting other things instead of you? Where did I seek people instead of you? Where did I seek human praise instead of your praise? Where did I sin mm-hmm. is really what we're saying. Like, where did I mess up today? I missed the mark. <laughs> so Richard Foster <laughs> calls this the examine of conscience mm-hmm. before like mm-hmm. the day is the mm-hmm. examine of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I had to reread mm-hmm. that a few times to differentiate, mm-hmm. but this is the examine of our conscience. And he says, mm-hmm. we're inviting God to search our hearts to the depths, <laughs> which sounds intimidating. It does. That sounds scary. It does. <laughs> and um, when I was reading this, cause I've never heard the term prayer of examine, mm-hmm. uh, but I realized I do this mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's just by the grace of God that I've been doing. It. He's kind of led me there, but when he first brought this idea to me, or there's a Psalm that we can read mm-hmm. um, about searching mm-hmm. it. 
like froze me. I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't need to go there. Mm-hmm. It's it's really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read that Psalm? Yeah. Psalm 139. Uh, this is the last two verses. I think it's the 23rd and 24th verses say, search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So search me and know my heart. So like know my intent, know why I'm doing things like look at me and tell me like, was my heart right today? God, did I do things with right motives? Um, Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So where did I let my mind get away from me? What, you know, where was I focused on things of the world instead of looking above? Like where was I just off in my mind? Point out anything in me that offends you. So any sin of action, like the sins of commission and the sins of omission, like the things we do and the things we just didn't do that we should have done, you know, like anything in me that offends you. Like when you look at this, this is literally like saying, God, look at every corner of my life, every nook and cranny and show me where I messed up today. Yeah. None of us likes to live like that being told you messed up today. (laughs) Well, like you said, we like to focus on the grace, which is still true. Right. But focusing on this or even acknowledging it, it does, it seems intimidating. Mm -hmm. And Richard Foster really talks about It is not examining ourselves by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're doing it with God because when Mm -hmm. we do it by ourselves, we're either, um, this is where I lean. I am like, oh, I am the worst. I stink. I need to Mm -hmm. go and hide in a hole. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you can just feel shame. Ourselves Uh up the same thing over and over again. Or um, there's another side to it that he talked about. And I'm sure I do this too. um, But he said it was like excessive excuses. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I did this, but, but. Not that bad. Yeah. (laughs) There's other people that like murder. So I think it's okay if I lied to this person, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we can go both ways with that when we do it by ourselves. But what this is talking about is inviting God into it with you. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important that we do this prayerfully. Mm -hmm. Um, But. I feel like people have a hard time sitting alone Mm -hmm. with themselves, like we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And so inviting God into it is very intimidating because we view him like a judge, right? Like he, I feel like if you know God and you, I mean, you can know God and still, but if you feel like he is sitting there pointing his finger at you during this examination process, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you lied right there like get out of my sight Mm -hmm. or it's like hey child I love you and I don't this is not the best for you we can do better like it's just a different um Mm -hmm. mindset of where God is and that is the difference between why people are scared or why they like to do this prayer of examine absolutely absolutely so I think probably for most of us this may come out of our childhood and how we were parented how our parents brought our transgressions to us Mm -hmm. or um some of our parents had very high standards. And so we feel like God just has this super high standard and we're just never going to live up to it because we could never live up to our parents' Mm -hmm. standards. Or our parents were very quick to point out everything that we did wrong. And they were just like harping on us all the time. And then some of us had parents that were kind and gracious and um, had our best interest in mind. And it was like, hey, okay, this is something that I see that's going on this would be a better choice. And, and it was a more constructive criticism that felt like they were trying to help us. And so, yes, God hates sin. 
he hates it in our lives. Like, and we read the Bible and we see like how much he hated it. Like he wiped out entire nations because of their sin. Like God hates sin and we can't take that lightly, but also he is kind and he is gracious. And this is where we can lean into the grace is that in this time of examine in asking him to come in and illuminate these areas in our life where we didn't get it. He's going to do so with such a tenderness and such mm-hmm. a grace that's just saying, like you said, child, you could do better. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want this for you is because this is the better way of living. Like, this is the best way of I living. I don't want to like, see you get right. hurt from this sin. And I don't want to see you hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Like you will be in better relationship with the people around you if you live my way. Yeah. And so... um we have a friend who, you know, she says, I get excited when God points out sin in my life. And I think no. the first time we heard that, we were like, huh, <laughs> really? And yeah. She's like, yeah, because it's something else in my sin and my flesh, you know, that I can put to death. Mm-hmm. And so it's drawing me closer to God and it's helping me to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. And when we look at, um, you know, the book of John, John 10, 10 says that, you know, he has come to give us life and give it to us a abundantly. That's what abundant life looks like. Abundant life looks like living more and more like Christ and these things of our worldly fleshly nature being put to death. And so when we can recognize that this prayer of examine is actually grace in our lives because it's pointing out the things where, yeah, we messed up, but God's going to be gracious and, you know, the next step is that we then seek forgiveness for those things. Like we come to him and say, God, yeah, okay, now I get it. This is where I, I missed the mark yesterday or the, today, whenever we're looking at, you know, like, yeah, I, I could have been more gracious with this person, or I could have been more gentle in this moment, or God, I blew it with my kids, you know, mm-hmm. like I expected things of them that they, like at their age, they just shouldn't have, that shouldn't have been expected of them, you know, whatever it is. And, um, You know, I think so often when we think of sin, we think of the Ten Commandments. We think of like this list of rules, right? But um, I was studying sin in the fall and maybe someday we'll just go through this, but there are five different words for sin in the Bible. And one of them actually has to do with um, just not doing what's best for someone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I sin against you if in that moment, I'm not having your best interest in mind. And so I think that's one that we just kind of neglect, but as a parent is one that God has convicted me of so many times. Like you just, you parented okay here, but you didn't do what was best for your child in this moment, you know? And so when we ask God, you know, like to, to examine us, then we have these things, then the next day we can do it better. And then that's, you know, that's the fifth step. We ask for forgiveness and then we resolve to change. So the next time that that same situation comes up with my child, maybe I'm more patient Mm -hmm. or more loving, or I am more gracious when I come to them and talk to them about that because I have their best interest in mind. And so, you know, there's just so much to this, but I think we do, we have to just view all of this from the lens of love. God loves us. And he's so gracious in these moments. And you're his child. He wants what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think it's important, like you said, um, lately, gosh, I've been almost every night like, wow, you messed up here. You messed up here. But it has been different. I have not been doing it with God. I've been attacking myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I do it with God and he's like, no, this this was where you missed the mark. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and especially with my six-year-old with Quinn, um, he, I noticed the next day when I give that to him and when we examine it together, he's with me and that's why I have more patience. That's why I have more love and I can pause and, and like notice him mm-hmm. and then use the Holy Spirit right. instead of doing it in my own strength. When you examine yourself, what emotion, like how is it different emotionally mm-hmm. than when you allow him to examine? Well, I have zero peace. I like will stay up late mm-hmm. and it's just a loop. It's never, mm-hmm. um, it never stops. <laughs> like, it's just right. like, here's where you messed up. Here's where you messed up. Here's how you damaged her forever. <laughs> it's super dramatic for one. And then mm-hmm. also it's just not peace giving at all. There's no resolve to it. Mm-hmm. It just is berating mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't figured out how to stop that cycle other than doing it with God and prayerfully. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, it's the taking every thought captive. Right? Yeah. And, and I think the biggest piece is recognizing, okay, what's going on right now? I'm doing this in my own strength. Yeah. And, and probably the enemy is speaking lies to me right now. And mm-hmm. so I need to take these thoughts captive and say, okay, God, I recognize that I probably wasn't as good of a parent today as mm-hmm. I could have been. Can you help me? You know, yeah. go back through this, exactly. like go through these five steps and give thanks and ask him to shed his light and then examine the day, seek forgiveness and resolve to change. I just think the resolve to change for me, which I know this isn't what it means, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, I will do better. (laughs) I will God, but it's not asking him to do it with me. So I have to make sure that I'm like, we will do better. You will help me do better Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other thing is, is it seems, and I've probably mentioned this before, but it's always at nighttime whenever the enemy attacks me when my defenses are done and I'm just Mm -hmm. about asleep Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, yeah, intentional or yeah, it's just different. (laughs) It's a lot harsher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's what we're scared will happen with God. And that's Mm -hmm. not what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, One way that I do, which in the book, it talks a lot about doing it at night. And that's what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I want to start doing that. But I I usually do it in the morning for the previous day. Yeah. Um, just what I would say too. Because I have time then. And that's mm-hmm. when I've carved time out. Mm-hmm. But um, I journal a lot. And that helps um, mm-hmm. to reflect. For me, that's mm-hmm. a really good way. Um, Richard Foster says people that are more verbal, that mm-hmm. talk things out. Um, mm-hmm. pro- what is that called? Something processing. Yeah, processing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> verbal processing. Uh, the journaling is a great way to do that. Um, and I talk to God through my writing too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an idea. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting. And I know I told you this, yeah. but I just want to mention it that we can't elevate journaling. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. before. And I'm like, oh, I can't talk to God unless I write it down. Right. And that's just not the truth. He right. brought up that Jesus didn't journal in yeah. the mountains. So, <laughs> yeah. Journaling is very effective and a great tool. But yes, we have to recognize it as that. It is a tool and it is a grace that is available to us, but it is not the end all. So if we don't have our journal, we can still do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime. So that's the idea. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, I wanted to look at this one Psalm here today before we end. Um, this morning I was actually reading Psalm 24 and as I was reading it, the one commentary that I read on it, the way that it expressed um, these verses three and four, kind of set them as this is a really good um, 
lens mm. through which we can examine our day um, or that we could, these are questions, I guess, that we can take to God. So verse three says, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? And this phrase is found in another Psalm. And then um, later in one of the prophets, the same kind of idea. So basically saying like, who can come before God? Like who is able to come and be before God? Now, of course, this is Old Testament and um, there is a little bit of difference, of course, now knowing what we know in the New Testament and you know how Jesus came as the sacrifice, but as the priest and he tore the veil and you know we are now allowed to go before God. But this is kind of setting up like what does God want of his people? The other piece that we need to recognize is none of us can live up to this. Right none of us can do what we're about to say without God's help mm-hmm. and without the forgiveness and the blood of Jesus that makes us clean. So verse four says, these are, these are the things, there's four things here. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. So when we look through those, he who has clean hands. So this is someone whose words and actions are holy and blameless. So it's the, when we're, you know, looking at this prayer of examine, like, first of all, God, look at what I did and what I said during this day Mm -hmm. and looking back through your day with God at your words and your actions saying was, you know, did I, did I have clean hands today? And then the second thing is a pure heart. So this is looking into our motives. This is looking at the intent behind the things that we did and the things that we said or the things we didn't do or the things we didn't say. So like examine my heart, my thoughts and my affections, were they holy today? Like, were they pleasing to you? who does not lift up his soul to what is false. So this means that we don't have a heart, um, a double heart, as we've talked about for worldly things. So it's saying, God, where were the idols in my day today? What were the things that I set my affection on that were worldly things? Where did I love something else more than I loved you today? And then the fourth thing is, does not swear deceitfully. So this is just has to do with honesty. God is so much about being honest in what we say and what we do in our thoughts, in our actions, in our intents. He is so much about truth and honesty. So God, was there anything I did today, anything I said today that was deceitful? So these, like this can almost become like four questions that we ask of ourselves with God when we go into this time of examine. So it's not just like a free for all, like, okay, God, examine my day, but we can go through these steps. Like, were my hands clean? Did I do what you wanted me to do? Was my heart clean? Were my intentions pure today? Did I set my affections on anything other than you today? And was there any deceit found in me? Real easy four steps as we do this for God to point out to us those ways that we missed the mark in that day. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really love that verse. And again, None of us are ever going to get it all right in any given day. We may come really, really close some days, you know, and our, our desire, our hope is that as we journey with God longer and longer, there's less and less that he has to point out. But also what I've learned the longer and longer that I travel with God, the more I recognize the sin in my life, the more I recognize that I am not good. 
I am not good. And I think um, that's God's grace too. Mm -hmm. When we're young in our faith, if God pointed out everything that we did, made us aware of all of it, we would probably all give up. Well, he, Richard Foster says that he says um, how it is his grace. And we, uh, he points it out when we're ready, when he knows the timing is right, yeah. which is very gracious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So goodness, this is, you know, it's like you said, something that we don't talk about a lot in the church, the prayer of exam. And we don't practice this a lot. And this is not a corporate prayer. This is not something that we sit down and do together. This is something that we do individually with God. This is something, you know, like when we're in our secret place with God, that we invite God to come in and examine us. Um, and it does feel a little like we're just bearing our naked selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's scary. Do you think it's possible to do it without solitude? Like this prayer. I feel like this one is need. Yeah. It needs to be um, in solitude. No, no, we need silence and stillness Mm -hmm. and, and to be by ourselves because um, if we're distracted, we're not going to hear from God. Mm -hmm. And we, the only way to get this right is to hear from him. So we have to, this is a hearing prayer, Mm -hmm. not a talking prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that may also sound scary and overwhelming to those who are like, I don't hear God. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, um, it may take a little while to, you know, of doing this and asking God to reveal things till you start to recognize his spirit, Mm -hmm. um, bringing things to light in your spirit. And I think it goes back to what you said when it's, us when we're like okay god show me what i did wrong today when it's us it's pretty harsh and pretty mm-hmm. cruel and pretty quick yeah <laughs> yeah um and i caught myself doing that this this very morning you know i was like okay no that is you coming down on yourself for something mm-hmm. um and so it was you know then i had to take a moment and say okay god why do i keep coming at myself about this thing like you're not the one why do i feel guilt so, okay, if I feel guilt, then this is the enemy coming against mm-hmm. me and he wants this to be a sticking point. So this morning I was just saying, you know, God, like break those chains in my life where I have tethered myself to this action that isn't even simple. And the enemy just keeps like beating me up over and over in this, like just break my chain to that mm-hmm. and and show me, God, if there was something in this instance that I did wrong, then you you bring it in and it's, an entirely different voice and in a different feel. Um, but it, you examined though that even and noticed mm-hmm. that it wasn't God. Mm-hmm. It was an attack. And mm-hmm. if you hadn't stopped to examine that and say, is this from you, God, or is this not? Um, yeah. You could have easily let it go and mm-hmm. it would have wreaked more havoc in your mind. Right. So right. I think that's important. Yeah. So we have to recognize that God comes, he brings conviction. Um, he doesn't like the sin, but he'll point it out with grace and with love and, and there's truth behind it. And so that's the thing, like hold that up. Like if you're feeling condemned in something, then hold it up. Like, is this, is this true? Mm-hmm. You know, God, I want you to point out the offensive ways in me. I want you to test my heart. I want you to test my thoughts. Um, don't let me get it wrong here and attack myself or let the enemy attack me. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we shall wrap up. Yes. If you guys do this, 
let us know. Mm. And I mean, you don't have to tell us all the, all the things God points out, but just let us know. I don't know. I just want to hear um, the good that comes from this, because I think this prayer, like we said, is not common anymore. And so mm-hmm. it just, it's yeah. just interesting to me. Yeah. Saying that the one thing I will point out is this, this prayer of examine. Um, I said, it is something that we do individually. Mm-hmm. However, when God brings sin mm-hmm. to light, um, the most powerful thing we can do to fight the kingdom of darkness is to bring it into the light. Two and people. So when we confess that then to someone else, and mm-hmm. this is something that um, we've been trying to practice with each other, where as God is examining us and we have these things in our lives that we're like, whoa, that is not okay. Um, we'll either text or call each other and just say, I need to bring something into the light. Because when you do that, first of all, exposing sin and bringing sin into the light, lets the light of Christ shine in mm-hmm. to those places and eradicate it. Right. So we suddenly take power back against sin and against the enemy when we recognize our sin and we say, listen, I've been missing it here. Um, but it brings someone else into it with us. And when you can have someone, a trusted friend who's going to walk that journey with you and say, okay, now I'm going to pray for you and for this chain to be broken in your life, but I'm also going to walk with you and I'm going to hold you accountable and I'm going to check on you and I'm going to love you through this and I'm not going to leave you. And we're in this together. Um, it just changes everything and you feel empowered that instead of feeling beaten up over it, it's like, okay, let's go conquer the kingdom. Like let's go. You're no longer a slave to sin. Right. (laughs) Right. So, um, so just saying that, you know, Mm -hmm. doing this, um, not just to let us know, but bring a friend into this, someone who you just deeply trust. Maybe it's your spouse, um, but someone that you deeply trust to bring them into this with you and just say, this is something that God's been pointing out to me. And I just want to confess it because I need someone to pray for me and hold me accountable in this. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yes, definitely. I'm excited. You want to end us? Yeah. So I guess, <laughs> I don't know, we said it all. So mm-hmm. we just want to remind you to keep, keep looking above. above. <laughs>